Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. Welcome back. If uh, Yeah, it's been a little bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks because it's been busy, but if you're listening to this way into the future, you didn't even notice the hiatus. You're like, what? I don't care. This is this the next one I listen to. So what? Well, anyways, back here in uh, September of 2015... There was a two-week hiatus, all right? Just so you know. Also, if you're in the future, listen to this right now. Have the robots taken over? I would love to know. Please uh, send some sort of like retroactive uh, email, Twitter following device, and uh, tweet at Utopia to me and be like, yeah, man, the robots are here. They're blasting right now through the house. There's fire and uh, laser beams everywhere. Great podcast, though. And then uh, retweet any uh, tweets about the podcast and, uh, yeah, help promote it. This episode is really fun. I had a great time hanging out on my couch here in my living room with Gavin Crawford. He's your guest. Gavin Crawford is uh, a legendary Canadian comedian that, uh, after being on TV for a decade, now has his own radio show on CBC as well. And... uh, it's uh, really funny, and it's called Because News, so look out for that. It's a new show that he hosts on CBC Radio here in Canada, and we talk more about that in the podcast, so I'm not going to talk that much longer and just get it right going into Gavin Crawford's utopian chat, all right? So hang out with us, listen to fun little stories and memories of ours, and help build his uh, utopian world, and then, I don't know. What else do you do when you listen to this? Drink soda pop, make a tea. Hey, make a tea and uh, stay away from soda pop. And if you're in the future, man, stay away from those robots lasers. Because here we go. We've got another super fun episode of Utopia to Me with your very funny and cool guest, Gavin Crawford. Enjoy. Like, kind okay. of like entertaining on a cruise ship. This? Yeah, because you're like just like <laughs> sitting around. Like, yeah, chat, I know. Chatting. It is just, a- uh, I know, I hate that. We're basically performing like a sort of like late night talk show to a cat and my old DVDs. <laughs> We're in there and they're enjoying it. Funny Farm's really enjoying it. Yeah, oh, Funny Farm. It's got some good jokes, but man, it takes you a long time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> like George Miller, I think, is the guy who directed that. And he's uh, an old guy from. Like, that's probably one of... Like, that's late 80s, but that's probably his last gasp at directing. That's uh, you're, that's way deeper into Funny Farm than I would have ever gone. <laughs> I might even be wrong. It might not be George Miller. I'm not sure what his name is. Anyways. I'm still trying to remember who plays the wife. Is it Andy McDowell? No, it's... You know what? It's an Andy McDowell-esque lady um, who we've never seen again. Oh, it's it was like that Andy McDowell was busy, but she'll do? Yeah, I think so. Or like, yeah, some crappy exec was like, I'd stop her. You know how like movies used to right. be? Like, I think a lot of comedies ruin pretty ladies like that. They throw them in uh, beside one goofy guy and then that's their whole thing. It's really, especially in the 80s, it used to be like that, right? Yeah. Like, I, it was po- the post-Terry Gar era where they used to, because Terry Gar, they would put in things because she was like sexy and, and funny. And funny, yeah. Yeah. And Madeline Kahn, I guess, was yeah, just pure funny. 
Oh, I love Madeline Kahn. You know who else does? Kathleen. Really? Yeah. I yeah. want to make... I have a friend. This is really... St- are we, are, we're not starting yet, right? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay. Who cares? This is what it's like. No, I have a friend <laughs> who's a soprano. Is a call her chair a soprano, but she looks like Madeline Kahn, like young Madeline Kahn, and she can. She has that same kind of... Where, like, her talking voice is kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm trying to put together, like, a one person show for her that's like a madeline con show like mostly a singing show because she's the only person i know who can sing all what's her name did you say her name um uh you don't want to say no i have to remember it now oh because it's um but she's very madeline con-esque yeah she lives in england now she used to uh, her name is liz her name is liz something but i know about i've been working with a different elizabeth for about <laughs> three weeks now. Oh. now that name's top of my head and it's blocking out the that always name. happens to me i'm so bad with names and then, uh, yeah, even people that I've known forever, I will, I will say to the new person I'm meeting, uh, "Have you met them?" And like, get, just get them to say their name in front of me again. That's like my trick. Yeah, it's that happens gonna, to me all the now time. Now it's going to bug me because there's no way. It's one of those things that there's no way I should blank. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah, but you've just had your you mind didn't blasted. Remember your sister's name? No, you're okay. Because you've just had your mind blasted for the last little while because you're getting this show on the road. Yeah, it on was the go. It, yeah, which was actually... Uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, for just tuning in, that's Gavin Crawford. That's who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that was a good intro. We don't even just, just yeah. launch into it. No, but I was, yeah, I just like to put a honk and earn Gavin Crawford. Then we'll talk about the show. But Madeline Kahn has so many good songs. Like, she has... Like, people don't know, but like I she was know. the original Kuniganda and, and like, um, uh, Candide, which is, like, that, like... Yeah. Uh, she has this glittering be gay song that lots of people, like, Kristen Chenoweth sings now, but it's, like, but Madeline Kahn, like, did it first, and, like, she has this You'd Be Surprised song that she sings, like, that's a Gertrude song that's, like, about a guy who's, like, not much to talk to, but when you get him in the dark, you'd be surprised. It's really funny. Like, <laughs> she has all these great ones. She has I'm Tired from Bla- Blazing Saddles, so I wanted to kind of do some kind of... Yeah, didn't Mel Madeline Brooks have her Kahn. sing all yeah, the time? Yeah, she was always... So yeah. you're into Madeline Kahn as much as I'm into Funny Farm. Now I'm yeah, just going to double-check this. It's going to turn out to be Madeline Kahn. No, just kidding. It is George Roy Hill, that's who it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so, not Madeline Kahn that stars in it, though. No, George I, Roy Hill, yeah, he's an older guy. Anywho. I, I don't know who the girl is. I think George Roy Hill... Oh, now I'm going to... Way digressing. I think he might have directed... Butch and Sundance or whatever. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just gonna trust you on that one unless we have to do some unless we have to do Googling. I don't think the movie Clue is that funny, but there's a scene where Madeline Kahn all she does is sort of slip on the steps as she's running up the steps and it's the funniest part of the whole movie. She to me like is. the way she does that, you know what I mean? Clue is one of those things that when I was a kid I wanted it to be so much funnier than it was. Like, when it came out, I was like, oh, I want this to be so much better than it is. But now if I see it, yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah, exactly. No, when I was a kid, like, six or seven, it was huge. But there's Because like he thought it was the door handle and it was the shower. Like, those are kid jokes. She has... There's a movie <laughs> called... That I watched when I was a kid. Like, it's so weird now, because now you can find anything. Like, in your, like, if... Like, there was so much of my childhood that was spent, like seeing five minutes of something that just happened to accidentally be on a channel that i flicked past and then the next four years was me trying to seek out that. i know like how how would i find this thing because like you'd either have to wait to come on or like pouring through the tv guide like to find the title of something so yeah you know because like i mean 
<laughs> there wasn't like nothing got taped. Like you had to go to the library to like. So you I know. Just like, but there was this movie called Sherlock Holmes Smarter Brother. Have you ever seen Sherlock Holmes Smarter Brother? Uh, I've heard of it. It's like a Gene Wilder, yeah. Marty Feldman, and Madeline Kahn movie, and it's it's totally stupid. But when I was like ten, I thought it was the most hilarious. And Dom DeLuise is in, and I was like this. So it's like this the Mel Brooks crew minus yeah. Mel Brooks. And it's not the greatest movie, but they do this improvised opera at the end, which is like, uh, it's really, really funny. It's on you. I was just watching some clips of it on it. YouTube. You can watch the, the whole things on YouTube now, but like the opera scene is particularly so funny. So is that your favorite era of comedy then? The sort of whacked out, silly, surreal, Mel Brooksian 70s stuff? Um, well, I, I don't know if it's my favorite era, but that's my... Like, that, as a kid, you watched that, that was what, first? Yeah, I mean, my, like, Holy Grail, Young yeah. Frankenstein, uh, History of the World Part 1. Yeah. Like, those were the movies. At Blazing Saddles, like, those are the, those were the... Can I ask you me. a weird political col- question about History of the World Part 1? Sure. That scene where Dom DeLuise is drunk and falls off the thing and says... The F word politically now, do you are you look back and are you mad at that? Or is it still funny like how you saw it when you were a kid? Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. He yeah. Okay. Where he's like, you faggot. Yeah, but he's like but he he's drunk and he falls off the thing, he's like, Okay, faggot, yeah. what's next? Like that was just a joke in a nation nationwide movie back then. <laughs> And now we're like, we can't even talk about the whole movie because that joke's in it, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I kind of feel like, I don't know. I mean, it. I wasn't offended by it that I wouldn't probably be offended by it. it like, the way that... Um, yeah, Dom DeLuise is just so ridiculous that it's Well, he's like, over the top, and isn't he yelling at a chorus of showboys? Yeah. Like he's yelling at a uh, he's yelling at like a it's a whole bunch of like super gay dancers like Yeah. And also like I don't know that's the thing like I mean you know there's a tone of it like I mean it's not it's not malicious it's not super PC but I don't think it's super means. malicious. It's like the way it, Mel Brooks does Jewish jokes like exactly. you know what I mean like there's no, you're stuff right. in there like he's putting in springtime for Hitler in the, you know there's a It's totally old Hollywood. Yeah. Kinda. I mean yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't um yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I was ten. Like, we just thought it was funny. Like, yeah. when the, like she was singing, trying to figure out which the eunuchs were, and then she's sing, like they're having some sexy girl walk in, and then like they all have feathers, and then the feather goes up, and that's what they tell. Like, the right. one guy's not a eunuch. <laughs> like, we thought that was so funny. We're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so many movies we grew up on in the s- Arthur's in from that the seventies, eighties. Like, she's like, did you bullshit this week? <laughs> she's doing the well she's the welfare oh her. yeah and he's like i'm an actor and they're like oh you're a bullshit artist did you bullshit this week did you try to bullshit this week? <laughs> it's so dumb yeah but yeah i don't i don't know if it's, it might be my favorite like that and yeah. yeah i mean that was like the era of airplane and yeah you know there was a level very of, slapstick it was just a level of silliness that i mean i just went to see the new vacation and i i mostly loved it are you serious? Yeah, because it was just so dumb. I was just in the right frame of mind for it to be, to just have things be dumb. Yeah. And it, and it even, if it, even with Vacation now, like the original, I feel like if that's screened somewhere now, people would like be upset about 
how sexualized the blonde in the red car is. Yeah. Like, that's why should women like it? It's like almost <laughs> crazy now. You can't, like, there's so many things in our old comedies that we probably can't go back in. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> comedy is easier, when, to, every, to easier when everyone has a common language. It, 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 you know, it's not necessarily a good thing if, like, you know, one straight white guy gets to set what the common. Yeah. <laughs> common languages <laughs> for an entire continent. Yeah. But for a lot of years that's what was happening. So they like, you know, they set what we saw and then for a so very long time. We know yeah. like so you didn't ever hear there was no voices to say like, hey, I don't like that joke's like weird or like Yeah, or like all the blonde ladies leaving that movie with their boyfriends were like, uh, okay, hi, yeah, they're boys. like, I'm uncomfortable with that. And they're <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like, oh, well, that's probably because you're a dumb blonde. Yeah, they all are. Look, what, yeah, like, look. <laughs> you know, have you ever heard from a smart blonde? And you're like, yes, but they don't. No one lets any smart blondes talk on anything. <laughs> so no, yeah. we haven't. Um, yeah, yeah, I, that was always the thing back then too. Is like, oh, have you ever? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's a level of, you know, there's, I like that level of silliness. Like, yeah. there's kind of like, and some of it's like, you know, some of the some of the racism stuff in Blazing Saddles is like way ahead of like, yeah, or not ahead of its time, but it's very reflective of what was going like. Yeah, Richard Pryor co-wrote that, right? Did he? Yeah. Yeah. So he was, you know, saying insane things about race back then, which was amazing. But let's talk about this. Uh, why yeah your radio show that just debuted this week uh it did yeah better uh, because news because news yeah Which, <laughs> because uh, news there's no better in it i just said that better than because news the show that you, you're now you, yeah. can, you can do <laughs> i got a new show uh this yeah. is this new podcast is just called just better. Called better than that yeah um yeah no it's uh it's just like a it's on cbc radio it's just a panel show like what's well, like a news quiz like they do in the uk like yeah you know. and i got to audition for it can I, i'm gonna say and it was super super fun it will be fun and i you, think that you're gonna be an amazing host thank you i hope i because i was I like so. trying it's to make fun. be funny and try to drop jokes but they'd be okay but then you were like right there to make them like a hundred times better <laughs> well it's i don't it's fun for me because i get to improvise a lot like which yeah. i haven't got to which i haven't done for a while because you know 22 is very scripted and yeah and um the tv stuff is always really scripted and so this is loose and it's it's yeah. a little bit more fun and how long can, we can have weird discussions about it stuff too which i like yeah because i'm not the most like politically savvy or like smartest person in the world me neither even I just like talking about the old movies i felt like an idiot there I, for about the I, first five minutes i don't know i just like <laughs> being able to like because we have panelists and we can make jokes and stuff like that but then sometimes we can just be like we can just throw out a conversation and be like, yeah, why is everybody reacting like this? Or did you react like this? Or whatever. Yeah. And we don't have to really come at it from some sort of like, I've done my research. And we can just talk about like, uh, well, yeah. you know. How Maybe are- everyone's held accountable these days too hard to being like an expert about what they talk about. It's nice to hear people ruminate on just topical things. Well, I feel like they are a little bit. And like, I mean, it's very, we live in a really weird time. Like oh, yeah. things are like, everything was so produced for a really long time and then the internet came yeah. along and now we're in the world where like sometimes things are good and they're not like they're still really highly produced things but there's also stuff that comes out there that's like well even just podcasts like we the whole the whole podcast generation of people like they they're used to seeing hearing people just kind of chat about stuff like it's almost yeah. going back to like way the way it used like talk shows used to be like that yeah in the early 70s and then they got 
then they had to be like really tight and like there wasn't there wasn't like the guests were only on for you know a short amount of time they just plugged their movie yeah said it was great to work with so and so and then off and now we're kind of going back to like more like a long people having longer conversations and just like I don't know it's weird because they say like oh people have no attention span anymore the internet's ruining our attention span but I think it's not like I think I know lots of people who are like oh I'll listen to this thing for an hour or yeah. we were talking about unboxing videos on the show the other day like my because my nephews were kept watching this guy unbox Skylanders like 15 minute videos where the, it was just like the hands of the dad being like okay let's see what's in this box oh cool oh this guy's got like a cape awesome are Skylanders a toy yeah it's like a toy I don't even know yeah, and yeah. he's like oh this guy's a, this okay it's the rock goblin awesome this is the video he was watching all the dad is just opening up these things and then putting them on and then being like oh cool he comes with a little skateboard <laughs> that's awesome and it was driving me crazy but they were like they watch the whole thing and, it and was they like share the excitement with song, the yeah. dad and, and they're just like watching it along and then i realized like because they don't have a tv yeah they watch only shows on computers so if they come across a tv show and a commercial comes on they're like they think the show's over yeah like they have no idea we're the last generation probably that thinks of comedians that thinks having a tv show is important yeah no because it's just like it's hard for us to convince ourselves that like everything is just uh, self-made on the internet now and go for it yeah you know I mean? that like you know you could uh, like that it like you can make a filmed thing in episodes but it never has to bro it never actually ever has to be broadcast on any television for it to be wildly popular no. for everyone to watch it people still contact me about videos i made six seven years ago yeah and i forgot amazing. about it but it's just floating out there in space you know what i mean really weird yeah it is weird <laughs> but the new show just started and it is an official broadcast on the radio show it is uh on the weekends at 11 yeah saturday at 11 a.m yeah because news and uh yeah it's mostly funny but you're right there are real topical discussions yeah and then how long were you on 22 minutes for like eight years about eight years wow yeah it's amazing it was uh, about yeah probably three years too long oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like fun for about the first five and then and then it starts to get, feel the same, and then you're just like, I'm doing this, I'm fighting the same battles. Yeah. I should probably, like, you know. And also, you're a super dynamic, multi talented character actor. And do you find, did you find yourself getting into just, like, the same old thing? Yeah. yeah like well, yeah. Old, I mean, you know, once something's they popular, want you to play they bad like guy. to run with it. And then you bring in a new character, and they're just like, well, yeah, but wouldn't it be better if we just did that character that everyone liked last week? And you're like, yeah, but remember when no one knew that character and yeah. no one liked him, and then we didn't, and it was new, and then suddenly everyone liked him? I remember how exciting that was? <laughs> Like we could do that again yeah. with a different character, and they're like, "Yeah, but we or we could just do that." Yeah, and so then you kind of get you know, and it's also really easy to fall in the trap of doing impressions on a right. show like that because if you can do impressions, then like yeah. people respond so quickly and and so much to like an impression of somebody that like then immediately everyone's like, "Oh no, no, just do like." oh yeah we should can you do an impression of this person and you're like it's but sort of no, like being a stand up and then just making like a Leafs joke yeah and then it is how that they kind suck of... and then everyone's like yeah but that's the yeah. thing I mean at a 22 taping like you can always like you can there's umpteen million jokes you can make but if you make a good even a bad Leafs joke the audience will still go wild like so yeah it's you know you can you could try and like not even elevate but you could try and be different uh some of the time but you know it's uh yeah you're in the show's mold you're not really like 
Yeah, but which you had, is fine because I think the thing with me was when after about five years you start trying to change. First, you're just excited to be there. Yeah. You're like, great, I'm getting paid to do what I, I, I like to do, and this is fun. And you don't really see any of the limitations that are, are inherent just in the nature of the thing. Like it's, of I mean, that show has been like, well, a, yeah. and it slowly like changes over the course of t- time. But I mean, I was excited because when I got on the show, when I used to watch it when I was a kid, it, what I, and everyone likes something different. I mean, like some people were like, oh, um, I, I liked Rick Mercer because he would do these like pointing out the, the foibles in politics. And, it yeah. was, and for me, that was never like, I'm like, I liked Kathy because Kathy Jones could be any character. Right. And that's what I like to do. So. And it would, but it was just like they would be just be a person. They would be like, you know, like I'm so and so, and this is what I think about such and such. And then we, it slowly sort of started to get kind of away from that. Like, for me, like I'd find we were doing less and less character, character point cutaways. of view stuff. And and then, yeah, you're right. They, it became like sort of like a light uh, Canadian Daily Showy yeah, sort of thing. Like keep the, it, yeah, yeah. So it was like, I don't know. It just was. It's good. It's, I mean, it's they do their thing, but it's just that thing. You're right. It did seem more like a sort of sketch show. In yeah, the it, now that I remember, yeah, it it was more character based. But you had the Gavin Crawford show before going to 22 Minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So how? And that yeah, was course, just yeah. all characters. Yeah. How how long so, did you get to do that? Uh, we actually got to do it for like three years, kind of yeah. off and on. We made it was weird because. It was at the beginning of Comedy Network, like that. So it was like Second City had a chunk of time. That yeah, they were trying to fill, and they couldn't figure out what to do with it. And then we went in and said, "Like, well, can we break it up into four half hours and make a little mini series?" Yeah. And so then Comedy Network said, "Sure." And then we did. So we did four, and then we did like nine the second year, and then we did thirteen the third year. So we did like twenty six episodes in all, but over the course of like three years. Yeah, we were talking about this before we started recording, but I regret not knowing that era that well because it, it, Comedy Network came out right when I was finishing high school. And I remember like Butch Patterson, <laughs> the private dick or yeah. whatever that was. And remember that one, the cartoon about the shitty kid that was a sociopath or something? I can't Yeah, I I'll think if I think of the about. name. But yeah, so I think when your show was on, I was uh, in my early 20s trying to like get rent and didn't have a tv and when i did didn't watch it it's had okay no cable now. it's on hulu now <laughs> it is if you have a geo blocker you can watch it on hulu there you go watch the gavin crawford show on hulu when <laughs> the, you can the canadian show that's only available in america but what i did see is some of your sketches from your latest pilot that uh is online now too uh yeah well and that was awesome um, yeah 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 that's on youtube too. what's it called again say it's called gavin crawford's wild west yeah so if you look up my name in wild west it was fun yeah it's a good show cool do we have a lo- enough credentials down and you were on second city main stage forever uh for a while yeah i was on, uh, on second city for like uh i think i did i did two original shows and then okay. like dropped into like this show called old wine new bottles i think that was like a classic best of show but then they changed. Okay. Mark Hickox was doing, they were doing a sketch in their show where Jack Bossheimer was like showed up somewhere and then he like put this duffel bag down and then like eventually opened up and Mark Hickox would pop out of it. And then I don't even remember what the sketch was, but the point, part of the deal was the guy was folded up in a very small duffel bag. Yeah. And I, was only, I wasn't in the touring company, but I think I got to understudy for the main stage because I, I was the only 
second city. I was in the Oxco, which is like under the touring company. Yeah. And then, but I would get to fill in because I was the only person that was small enough to like crumple up in this tiny <laughs> duffel bag. <laughs> so just based on the fact that I hadn't grown, yeah, um, I managed to get onto second show city business. Main stage. They're like, I got yeah. just the guy. Yeah. So for your duffel bag. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're like that's just like, are you a good improviser? Great. Are you a good improviser? I'm not sure. Can you fit in a duffel bag? Yep. <laughs> You're on, you're, kid. You're on. <laughs> Hold yourself amazing. up and let's get going. Yeah. No, it was terrible. Yeah, worst- that's what I know is I, because when I was starting in my early 20s, I was mostly did improv and I didn't know TV like I just uh, apologized for. It. But I did know you from around town. If people went to go see you on stage, you should go see it. Yeah. Did you? Um, it was really, I. I'm going to turn the main light on. I think we're having a really mellow convo right now, and I think half of it is because we're in a really like mellow, in a dark li- room. yeah, dark room. Okay, we'll jazz it up right now. No, hey this- guys, you've been listening for twenty minutes. Now we're gonna. J- is this jazzed enough? Jazz. Tra- I turned I'm a light on. Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a good Here's convo. A dumb thing. All of this is good. Um, Start super political about use- race and sex. Yeah, we. There used to be a sketch at Second City that Jack Mossheimer, who was a big, great improviser, but a really big guy. Yeah, really, it was I used really to watch funny. him. And it was I, called th- Ribbon Dance, and he it would be like it was like at the Olympics. It was like no little Jackie Mossheimer, and he would do. And Jack was also really an amazing rhythmic ribbon, like he could do it really well. <laughs> so it was this really funny sketch where he would come out and just dead seriously, this really big guy do yeah. this like really good ribbon dance, and it was in the show, and then. I would have to go understudy sometimes if Jack was off. And then I would be like, can we cut that ribbon dance sketch? And they're like, no, just do it. So I would have to do the sketch. But not good. But I'm not. like. <laughs> well, I was just like a skinny, kind of like slightly effeminate guy. Are you skinnier than you are now? No, well, I was this. Because like, you're very yeah, skinny. So yeah, I'm okay. like a skinny, effeminate guy doing ribbon dancing. Yeah. And so it didn't. There was nothing funny. Right. It would just look like a real. It just looked like. So then we'd have to do it. It and looked I'd, like what I'd this guy to, really just wants yeah, to do. Like it, uh, and so the audience would just be baffled for like three. Because I don't know. There's just something like when an, yeah, like an unlikely guy gets right. up and does excellent ribbon dancing. It somehow it was a hilarious sketch, but then when I get up and do like when a likely guy gets up and does quite poor ribbon dancing, it's just sort of sad. Yeah. So I yeah, it was always the most humiliating times at, at Second City when I'd have to understudy that sketch because I knew God, that's so going funny. out that no one would laugh. Why did they get you to do it? They we, couldn't get anyone else because everyone just had their parts in the show, right. and so I was understudying for Jack. So I just take over his parts, uh, which most of the times had nothing to do with like it was fine. Visual. I could go yeah, in yeah. like it wasn't like just a, a, a purely visual it was gag just a character. that yeah. didn't work at all. But I could never. I don't know if someone had a, it had to cover somebody's change or something. But like I would <laughs> beg them to be like, I'm just like, you know, Jack's not here. Like, what is it going to hurt the show that much if we just drop that sketch for this week? Like, I was, yeah. it would be like my face would be so red by the time <laughs> I would get off the stage because there was just nothing. That's a to yeah. do. That's an improviser slash sketch comedians like taking the lumps for the experience kind of bit you have to do right? yeah like you're just like well i'm gonna go out here and no one's gonna laugh and yeah it's just they're just gonna be confused so yeah that's funny yeah it was really bad <laughs> it just remi- that's that reminded me of a second city story so you did say 
You bringing up Second City reminded me of a Second City story. Oh, yeah. It's weird yeah, that, that happens. happens. I know. I'm so sorry. Maybe I won't bring up anything else. Uh, <laughs> it should be good then. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Keep it just. Um, gee, what happens when I bring up... Uh, Careful of subjects. ...the word murder? Um, uh, well, this one time. <laughs> Jack, you haven't seen Jack Mosshammer for a while, have you? Um, have you ever felt like a murderer? Yes, of course. I don't hide uh, my psycho thoughts. Because oh, I, I don't think I'm a psycho, so I, I'm uncomfortable. We a terrible, a very sad event. It happened in my childhood. <laughs> That's not that sad, but it was with a gopher, and because oh, uh, we used to, we Jesus used to catch. Christ. I didn't. I thought, uh, I you really thought I was going to murder that I murdered someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, because no. you know. But we used to like we used to put a garden hose in the gopher holes and then like Caddyshack, an old classic comedy. Yeah, all comes around. And then we used to like. And then we'd try and catch the gophers. And yeah. one time we, like, we'd wait outside the hole. And then we were kids and we didn't know any better. And then we'd whack the gopher with a stick to like, conk it on the head. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, so once we, we got this one gopher and then we thought like, oh, he's tame. And then we took him and we had him in like a little box. And we were excited because we had a pet gopher. And then my friend's dad came over and was like, you guys, you broke that gopher's back. He's not tame. He has a broken back. <gasps> but it was still alive. Yeah. And then we were horrified. And then he made us like, and then he made us, he's like, that gopher's suffering. You have to kill that gopher. And he made us kill it. How did you so kill it? So that we wouldn't like, um, I don't, I, it's hard for, it's hard to even say. We dropped, we had a, we hit it on Shotgun. the, shotgun. No, we hit it on the head with a brick. Moment of silence. <laughs> I know. Isn't that horrible? It's I really, like really horrible. <laughs> it was like the most. I can't believe we've been saying this. So I'm gonna. Yeah, but I'm ha- from- okay. You want to hear something psycho? I'm happy to hear this story because recently, you know, I just did that one man show about the cats and everything. Yeah. And I had this memory of like ten years ago living in a mouse infested apartment with an old buddy. And they were too smart for the traps. We couldn't kill them. And one time I trapped one in a garbage, uh, like a plastic bag. And I didn't know what to do. So just full of anger and panic, I smashed the bag three times against the cupboards and killed the mouse like it was in my hammer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it fell out of the bag and died in front of my eyes. And then it changed my heart forever. And I was so sad and hated myself. Yeah. But for some dumb reason this summer, I kept trying to turn that into a comedy bit. Yeah. And like all the punches (laughs) before and after hit. But that one moment of truth about the real story, I would at least split the audience. They're like, what the hell? No, because you just can't like. Yeah. They're. Some, it's just sometimes too sad, man. I know. Like, and I'd be like, I was young. I was dumb. I yeah. learned my lesson. I was so sad. Doesn't matter. You yeah, can't no. get up there as an entertainer and be like, I killed a mouse like a fucking hammer. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, there's always, like, there's just, like, just moment of truth where you're, you're just like, yo, funny. Everyone does that. Every, you're a monster. Yeah. Now you're just a monster. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear... Uh, and I yeah. uh, hope you guys are out there listening are glad to hear that uh, Gavin killed a... <laughs> gopher with a brick yeah so but you, you didn't try to cha- turn it into a bit so there you go no i mostly tried to forget about it but i ne- <laughs> but i never can that's the problem is like yeah I, that's like you know how there's indelible images that are in your head forever that's yeah. one of that's one of mine 
Well, one time I had one of those. Oh my god, this is terrible! But you remember those things that were super popular in the eighties? <laughs> that and a Playboy from like nineteen seventy four. Really? <laughs> because there was. I was coming home from kindergarten. The first time I had ever seen boobs, there was like an open Playboy that I'd bl- blown into a bush like, <laughs> and caught. And I was like in kindergarten, and I was walking home, and then I just looked up, and I was like, my brain couldn't. I couldn't process like what I was seeing because it was like right eye height. And it was Archie, just like what a, happened to Betty? Like a full on. <laughs> Like naked lady, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just stood. I was just standing there, just like really confused. I love that you come from a place where porn blew into bushes from the wind. <laughs> Southern Alberta, it does. Like it's really windy in Lethbridge all the time. That's so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, we haven't even started talking about your utopia yet, and we're almost at a half hour. But I love all these stories. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry no, it's that. okay. Uh, Ron James is on. Uh, a while ago, uh, and it took us 45 minutes to get to his utopia. I thought you were going to say through the introduction. Uh, almost, <laughs> but I love that. Man. It's Ron James. I love that about him. No, this is fun because you and I, uh, I guess, can I say we're fans of each other, but we still yes. don't know each other that well. This is true. So this is a fine half hour for me. And then also people listening get to know these uh, stories about you. And it's then, weird. I get nervous when I meet like younger comedians. Like, well, like, newer comedians. I'm younger. <laughs> you are younger than me. Yeah. Like, but it's, yeah, like when I'm, I'm fatter and balder, does that help? And, no, but I just get nervous because <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like I'm like old, the old, not like cool person. <laughs> like, and then I was like, oh, I have to do a pod. I don't know. I don't think any of us are cool if we're like not in Los Angeles. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but see, I don't think, I don't, Los Angeles is not very cool to me. I don't, so yeah, I feel the same way. It's one of those things. Um, <laughs> we're both like, oh, yeah. I'm glad there's uh, a new Walking Dead series that's taking Los Angeles apart. Yeah, maybe uh, some of our friends down there will be in it and they'll get eaten alive. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't worry about yeah that. Um, Utopias, right? Yeah. Oh, can I ask this question or is it too personal? Like, if like when you were a kid and you saw nude women in a porn and uh, like were you not titillated because you're you, did you already know? Because of gayness? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Weird for me to say, but... Well, I mean, you were a little bit because you were just like, it's something brand new. But, like, I have a whole... In my last... I just... Yeah, I just did a friend show called Friend Like Me. And it's sort yeah. of... There's a... <laughs> there's a... <laughs> it's sort of... There's a long story about porn in it. Um, but part oh. of it's that is just, like, the first time I ever, like... Because you couldn't come across... Oh, I think Kathleen told me. You couldn't come it, across, yeah. like... Uh, wieners very easily in it, it was a whole different world of porn right when it, i was growing up the so wiener in porn is it was is you quote unquote like the yeah viewer. like it was very yeah. it was very hard like most magazines didn't show the dude they didn't show any dudes so the so first being, time i ever saw a dude in a magazine yeah i was really quite that's when i that's when i realized like oh you can feel different than you normally feel looking at naked <laughs> like that's oh. when i realized like oh there's a different feeling Interesting, and then yeah, I, yeah. and then I went to somewhat, you know, comical great lengths to see uh, that yeah. picture again, which is that's the whole story. Oh, but, yeah. cool! Are you going to do yeah, that show again? Weird. Yeah, I'm doing it in, in Barry this month, and then we're going to remount. I think we're we're just going to keep refining it, and then I'm hoping to tour it once we finish the radio show. Why Barry? Do you live up there or something? No, they just they're having a comedy <laughs> festival and they oh, were like, really? uh I was already scheduled to perform there and then I hadn't written that show, but 
I like how I'm a comedian too, and I didn't know that. Then, oh, they are. Then the guy what from the, Barry, hell? the guy came and saw the show at the fringe and was like, "You must do this show." And I yeah. was like, "Okay, great." Oh, I like that story a lot. I like how you didn't like you didn't know about the sensation until it was happening. Yeah, like, no, you looked like, at nude people before, but it was mostly women. You'd be like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah," and then boing, like yeah. a wiener. Yeah, it's a weird like. I like. That. I don't know what to. I don't know any. I don't know how to anal- analogize it. Like I don't know an analogy yeah. of something that you think is fine until then you do something. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> that's way better. Yeah, it's like when probably like when you eat pizza, I guess it's pizza like, all your life, and then one day you go to uh, Toronto or something. Or yeah, Italy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Italy. and you're just like, oh, that's what me going to Italy would be like. Boing. Yeah, like, it's like if you eat a tomato out of your yard for, yeah. in, in Canada versus Loblaws, and then or Loblaws, and then yeah. and then you oh, go to like right. you know Italy, and then have a caprese salad, and you're like, oh, that's what that's supposed to taste like. Yeah, and then you leave the restaurant, <laughs> get it, now. leave them a huge tip, but you walk away with like this huge boner. Yeah. Like, thanks so much. <laughs> like, that's and that's why I can't go to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of Italy, which is another place, let's finally go to another place. But I love this in like intro and getting to know you. Is that cool? That's fine. Are you having me. fun? I am. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know if the audience will be, but whatever. Um, they will. Okay. They like that's what we, it's like what you were saying earlier about podcasts. Yeah. They like to chill with us. They like to get to know us. Maybe not. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'm just <laughs> trying to be optimistic myself. But here's the thing. You do know what the podcast is about. You've listened to one or two episodes, right? Yeah. So, and you've been trying to think of what your perfect utopian world would be like. I have been. You have some ideas, right? What are those first, if you want to say? Um, uh, like, do you want the dumb ones or the the good ones? I want the all of them. Well, this is you. The thing. What do like, you feel first, in your gut? Uh, like, well, because. You know, there's impossible things, but I would like to live. I would like to live in a place where, like, it was kind of like show tunes all the time. Like, where like hey, you could be at the grocery store and like somebody would be like, "There's a deal on eggs," and then everyone would <laughs> everyone would know. That's a suddenly that's not no a dumb one. If you think that's a choreography, dumb one. and like someone would be like, "What eggs are on sale? It's eggs, eggs. There's a deal on eggs," <laughs> and like people would spin in, and just for like a minute and a half, everyone would get really excited about the egg sale. Yeah. And then it would just go back to normal. Or like, you know, I don't know. I, th- I, I would like to live in a, a musical town. But then I also would like to live in a town where everyone had different accents because I don't I like to mimic. So it's fun. Yeah. Like I would like like I sort of <laughs> part of Utopia to me would just be to live in the north of England because people have fun. Have, well, not funny accents, but have yeah. accents. And I like that. So so I, you talking to them would be like, yeah. you. Uh, it's almost like when you go someplace to talk another language, but instead you talk another accent. Yeah, so it's just accents yeah, yeah. all over the place. But then I realized I like that those that. would maybe cancel each other out, so I would have to have neighborhoods. Like, I would have to have the musical neighborhood. Yeah. So so you could How How small do you want this in, world to be? The, well, you know, you could just... Maybe a country. Like, you're just like, you know, I, I'm going to go live for six months in muso, Musicopia, <laughs> where people... Everyone sings show yeah. tunes. And where then everyone's like, accosting you in yeah, the, and the then grocery I'd store with a trombone. Like, you know, and then some of the time I'd go and just be like, I want to hear different accents. I'm just going to go to dialect world. Yeah. But then also... On a more serious utopian note, like, I mean, I don't know, like, there's being in the performing arts or being in like an entertainer, like part of utopia 
to me would be to live in a place where uh, y- if you like, you know, went to school, worked hard, and figured out how to be an artist, like whether it was in theater or whatever, that like you could just make a living at it. And there is countries like that, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Where like they're like, oh, we have a we have a theater, so you get like instead of constantly have to be like. Uh, you spend your whole life either like trying wondering to get to this, if you're a broken type of person yeah like or like you spend <laughs> your whole life like trying to make it and then like and we live in in weird north american society where make it is yeah. totally contingent on how many people know you which right. is weird instead of actually just doing your work and good work but then yeah. like like i was in norway once and i was at the, some bar and then i was talking to this guy and i asked him what he did and he said oh i'm an actor and i was like oh i'm an actor too and he's like oh what company do you work for and i was like well i just work for the company of i'm not sure what you mean and he's like oh well i work for the national theater of norway and like and he gets paid all year round wow and he's in the company yeah. and he's never not in the company <clears throat> so if there's a part for him he goes and does the part but if there isn't a part for him in any particular play he still gets paid and then goes and like does a movie or something or if he's working and he does a movie then he just like i don't know i don't know maybe he gets his i'm not sure what happens extra to his, pay he either gets extra <laughs> pay or he yeah. he can like suspend it or something like that so it doesn't like draw too much from the pool but it's i don't know it just that would be like there would be less millionaire actors and there would be a whole lot more like hundred thousand air actors in my utopia where people, where you could just be like, you know what you, yeah. you went to school, you're qualified, you know how to do Shakespeare. You don't have to be in everything. Everyone doesn't have to know you. You get, you can work. There's well, kind of like England too, where there's like theater stuff going on all around, but it's not like, you know, it's, and it's not like, oh, you're either at this major level or you're in nothing. Like, it's community yeah. theater. Do you think some of that also comes from, like, the actors and artists, like, ego as well, though? Or do you think it's North America that's shaped our ego to, like, shaped us to feel that way, specifically? I think it's a little bit of both. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, and also, like, I mean, you know, in, like... The weird thing is, is in North America, we have that thing of, like, well... You know, people think like, well, anyone can be an actor, anyone can be a comedian or whatever. And that is true. But like, we're more of the thing of like, uh, and I would like to do it without learning any of the skills. I'd like to just already, I believe in my mind, I already have those skills. So just run with me on this. Whereas in other countries, they're just like, oh, you want to be that? Well, um, great. Here's some, here's the things that you like places you can go and the things that you learn and and there's not such a different there's not such a differentiation to especially in britain like they don't differentiate as much between like c- comedians and actors yeah you know what i mean like they'll put like it's not really like what you're people aren't necessarily one or the other or sometimes they're just like oh well, you're you're good in comedies so you'll be in comedies but it's not like uh, the serious actors are worth more. Right. Comedians are, you know, they're just silly goofs or whatever. So that kind of, I don't know. There would be a lot of arts in you, my my weird utopia. Maybe that's why British, serious British actors are always better at taking the piss out of themselves because it's not that big a deal in the in the culture there. Yeah. No. I also like in anywhere in Europe in arts and culture, you don't have to be like. Um, almost alienly beautiful yeah like like you can be a good like an interesting looking person yeah and well, then like be a star 
Yeah, right? I mean, I think, you know... You, I'm talking as a bald guy with a mustache right now and a sweatband on his head. Well, I, so, I mean, like, it's, it's I would ridiculous. Love to be like, Tom it's Hardy. kind of like in, yeah. Well, in the, in America, it's like they're like, okay, oh, would you like to be on TV? Well, then you have to be very good looking. Like, that's, yeah. We've just decided, like, we don't put not good looking people on TV. Well, we yeah. do now, but it's only in a freak show, reality show type situation. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, here, but drink nor- these margaritas and normally and pour out your heart. Yeah, we we want people to be very good looking, and then I feel like I'm British to be there. Like, well, you can go on TV, but you have to be like, you don't have to be very good looking, but you do have to be quite interesting. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you're quite interesting, you can get on. You will will have you on our British shows because they have normal looking people, but they're always like more interesting or quite talented. Yeah, maybe that's it. They just have to be quite talented. Maybe artists and actors and stuff run your world. Yeah, they they're might. the main industry. Well, I, I think, I think just across the board, uh, my thing would be like, you know, it would be like a little more, I don't need like so much money. I don't want to, I don't care to have like a hundred million. I'm sure it would be great, but off the backs of it, like, yeah, it's not your goal. Yeah. No. Like I like being, I like getting to do what I like to do. Which sometimes is just reading, <laughs> but like also it's improvising and acting and stuff like that. So in my utopia, I would be able to do that, and other people would be able to do what they wanted to do, and it wouldn't be like such a like. I don't know. I feel like the more people that are okay, to it's just it's just makes everyone be- better off. So your world is you're a commie pinko. I kind of am, I guess. <laughs> Maybe not. I think I'm. I must be like very socialist. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. Sometimes people like in North America have a knee jerk reaction to socialism when someone's just being a compassionate person. Well, the thing is, like you know, like <laughs> they're uh, like, why do you care about this stranger? I don't know. Like, well, it's like you know? you know, you go to Sweden or something like that. And it's like you know, yeah, they have there's crime and stuff like that. But it's also like there's a lot of people like out in the park. People look like they're having a pretty good. <laughs> no one talks about those countries. It's so weird. I was just thinking that the other day because right now the huge story is the Syrian and other war-torn country refugees being denied entry to all these countries. And you feel so sad. But we dwell uh, not to, that we shouldn't care. I, I definitely, we all have sympathy towards these people and something's got to be done. But we in North America think that suffering is like the only other part of the world. Yeah. We forget that there's um, like so many countries just chill and live in like an easygoing life. Yeah, but like, but I mean, Canada, there's like I think I would have to look at crime in Sweden, Norway. Well, yeah, but I, I there's also like because like Norway takes a lot of Norway's. When I was in Norway, like they were like there was a it was a little bit like people were kind of I was like wow you guys are kind of racist against oh. the Afghans because they're yeah, like. Yeah. They've taken in a lot of Afghan refugees, and then it's causing a little bit of strain in Norway. Like the the Norwegians are kind of getting like that like well they shouldn't get our social benefits they just got here and you're like well the <laughs> point is everyone gets them and they're here now too so. yeah <laughs> but, so even there like i mean it's not problem free whereas in my utopia it would be problem free interesting because in norway you can't pull that card where you're like yeah well um you're not originally from here too because of like what she can do in canada because of like how we treated the uh, aboriginal population here not i hate to say we but you know what i'm saying uh the europeans when they came over and then and still now but anyways 
Norway was like, uh, yeah, we've been here all the time. Yeah, we never, we never <laughs> like left. Like, they can we, have a more steadfast <laughs> race. We started that. here. They're yeah. safer. They can be more comfortable in their xenophobia. Yeah, that's, uh, that sucks, <laughs> I guess. They were like, I was actually born in this house. Yeah, and you're like, well, No one can pull that card rug out from under them yeah. and be like, yeah. Technically, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, because they'd have to be like, uh, well, the gnomes were here before you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And do you see any of them around now? There's just Look little like, pointed red <laughs> shoes coming from underneath everybody's house. Look in what you've, yeah. <laughs> Look what you've done to the gnomes. <laughs> how, we don't talk about the gnomes. How dare you call this your land? <laughs> I feel like that's a bad. Yeah. I'm not making an analogy no, I know. to that. <laughs> to Canada. But yeah. But no. still, it's totally the same. <laughs> Thanks. No, no. <laughs> uh, I like that though. You're a compassionate person. You want everybody to have their career based on their talent, and it's not like an ego-driven, materialistic, nutsoid place like North America, where you got to be a multimillionaire that has like fake skin, fake hair, and everybody loves you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Obviously, um, and then. Uh, Different towns are broken up for different stuff. So you've got the musical town, but you can leave it once yeah. you've had overkill yeah. until you feel like going back again. Yeah, maybe I just would have all kinds of... It would be like a weird sort of Disneyland, just depending on your mood. So I your perfect utopian world is like well. a, a sort of a... F- like a f- yeah, like a fun fairground yeah, land. Like free sex town where it's just like... Yeah, that's where all the people go. Like where they're just like, ah, I feel like I'm going. I'm now I'm horny. I'm gonna go. I'll transport <laughs> myself. And then, but everyone else is is there for the same reason, right? So I just pictured you leaving <laughs> musical town with like trombones and sim- <laughs> crashing cymbals <laughs> following you, and then just like, uh like tons of <laughs> new people, like right after, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> They're just like, You're like, bye guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, it just gets into pure, uh, yeah. yeah, lubrication and sweat and red lights. <laughs> Crazy times. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like the size of a city. Yeah, <laughs> writhing around nude people. <laughs> it's like the yeah. What's that movie with Michael Fassbender where you see his dong? Uh, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, the movie and the dong, but like. Uh, it's a Steve McQueen movie. It, if you've seen it, that's what I picture this town looking like. It's like, like he's, he's a sex addict in that yeah, movie. I can't s- think of the name of the movie. Super, super sex addict. It's insane. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Shame. It's just oh shame. shame. Of course. All oh, right. So you you have like a sort of shame town. Yeah. I've, there but was some, no there was like a part of that movie. I got. War- I have to watch that movie because I got. I got. <clears throat> I didn't watch that movie because somebody was like, I don't know, a friend of mine who's kind of like, kind of an activist, but he was just like, I don't know, like, it's kind of annoying that movie because it's like his biggest degradation if he gets, he like has to go either like, he gets blown by a guy and it's like, that's the lowest point he hits and it's so, it's like like so terrible and I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't buy that anyways because like, hey, I don't think a psychotic would have cared that much, but I haven't right. seen the movie, so I can't. So I was like, so it. Oh, uh, you haven't I seen it? Like, okay, sorry. I was like, I oh, maybe. So I'll have to watch it to see. No, but that is kind of like, true. Maybe like it's supposed to be obviously uh, for the straight people watching it. It's like, is nothing sacred to this man? I know, like, yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> look how low he sunk. 
Was uh, there not a watermelon he could have done instead? <laughs> Crap. I like, didn't think of that. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe. I, I can't comment. Yeah. Give the man an apple pie. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please. For God's sakes. No, I don't know if I would have read it like that. To be honest, uh, you know, I know the perspective I'm coming from, but it sort of just seems like it's another introduction to like, because the more you watch the movie, the more we're all as an audience taken down more and more steps into yeah. his sexual appetites. Like it doesn't start extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, it, to me, it was just like, oh, the world keeps opening up more and more the more you learn about this guy. But yeah, I'm sure it could have. I like him, so I'm going to watch it. Jeez, Michael Fassbender is one of the guys where I'm like, damn it, I'm uh, not good looking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think he's he's the best. And have you seen the picture of him from Inglorious Bastards beside Christopher Plummer from Sound of Music? It's so creepy. Oh, really? I want to. They're the same guy. It's really crazy. Uh, Anyways, okay. I like. Yeah. So I, you got a sex. I really like Inglorious Bastards. Me too. It's yeah. one of those things. It's weird cuz I'm not like a I'm not a blanket Tarantino like everything he does I love. Yeah. Some of them I'm like mm, not for me. And yeah. then some of them I'm like wow, this is amazing. What's weird about Yeah, I love that one, but and I loved Django at first, but now with like Ferguson and Baltimore yeah. and everything that keeps happening now when you watch Django, it feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's sort of like what we were talking about, oh, and come around again, at the beginning about those old comedies from our era, Yeah, how they're just so not politically correct anymore. But Django is almost like uh, way out of its element a year later. Or yeah, two. You know weird. what I mean? Yeah. So then it's like, oh, is it presciently un- uncomfortable? Maybe. But that like, stuff hadn't happened yet. Like, you know? Like the real bubbling, it was bubbling yeah. under for sure. Yeah, yeah. But then is yeah. But then I mean, maybe that's why he made it because it's all bubbling under. Yeah. And help. Then you know it's gonna. Yeah. No, he's coming. I, he's coming from a good place for sure. But it's still like really cartoony and yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't seen. I am again. I'm really behind. Oh, I'm man, totally I'm sorry. movie behind right now. <laughs> We've been d- yeah, I've, t- I've hijacked your whole utopia to me to just talk about movies that I like. I'm sorry. I know, but I have. I feel guilty about it. Like there was like a time in my life where I watched like probably two movies a day. Yeah, and then I remember once like and this is gonna now I hate myself already because my my grandparents never went to the movies and I hated them for that. I didn't hate them, but it seemed yeah. like like I'm like you don't even work. You could go to other movies all day, <laughs> yeah, like, and they just didn't care to. And for for my kid brain, I was like, "No, <laughs> yeah, you should you should be seeing all of these things. There will never, I will, there will never come a time in my life." I said when I was nine, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that I will choose to do anything else than go to a movie if I can go to a movie. And now. I'm like, but now you don't even have to stay at home and read. But, you're, but also, you're creating art. Yeah, yourself. I guess like so. all the time. You did the one man show this summer. You're like hosting of a, a new nationwide radio show. Yeah, I'd I go cut, through fits and I'd starts. Cut yourself some slack. It just depends. Like if your brain it gets kind of 
it is that weird thing. It's like you fill up and then you pour stuff out and then you need to go to a bunch of movies and see a bunch of plays and yeah. do a bunch of stuff. That's where I, yeah, And then that's you get busy again and you're like doing stuff. So I try not to beat myself up in the times when I'm just like, yeah, I got nothing right now. And also, are you reading a lot? You're saying you're reading a lot? Uh, I, I do like to read a lot. It's yeah. almost more fulfilling most of the time. Well, we didn't know that as kids. Also, video games came along and, oh, and okay. that hurt me for movies. I can't relate to that. Yeah. So it's like, I... Now I watch like story movies, but any action movies I don't bother with anymore because I totally just am like I I sit there and I'm like if I'm not playing this I don't want to watch. It. If I'm not the guy shooting, everybody. yeah, no, like really, like yeah, I don't yeah. want to. I don't. I don't want to watch. What video game should other I try? people shoot up things? Like because when you're playing a video game, you can die. Like yeah, sure, you can restart, and it's not like you really die, but like yeah. there's a different level of adrenaline. But if I'm watching an action movie now, like I'm like, I know the main character isn't going to die. Yeah. So now I'm just waiting to watch how different ways he's going to get out of whatever's happening. Plus all these action scenes are trying to like one up themselves in these big budget movies that you, you sort of zone out in them anyways. Cause they're just turning into like nonsense. Yeah. Half no. the time, right. Like I like to, yeah. So I like to have the control of things. There's a, it depends what you like. There's a couple that depend. It just depends on the kind of things. God, like, the last video game I got into to the maximum was like this video game called Rayman 2. And I yeah, think like that's from... Platform. Do you know that one? Yeah. It's from like Nintendo 64. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, that's but now there's ones that are just like weird, like long movies. Like it's like you're... Like, I know. Like The Last of Us. That's like, why everyone likes them. Cause the Last can, of Us is like playing a movie of... The, yeah, it's like playing a movie. Like it's yeah. got a really... It's got a good story. It like makes you emotional in a weird way. Yeah. It's the, the only time I ever like... Have emotions. Like, yeah, it's the only time I have emotions. <laughs> no, but I almost like, I didn't cry, but I almost like, I just had this, there's just a part in it where you're like, you've been fighting so hard in this, like, such a gross world for such a long time. The and then you just us. turn around and there's this, this like breath of like, refre- like fresh air and it's a respite and you feel like, ah, and it's like such a sense of relief. But it's crazy because I was like, I can't believe how. Like how did you cry? That I am in this. Well, I got a little like yeah. Oh, like <laughs> I didn't actually cry. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. I I get that the the first person sort of video game things, role playing games. I get that because you're on missions. It's up to you. Yeah, to do all these things. I when I was in university, I can fall for that so easily. Like if yeah. my if Kyle says to me like, Gavin, your mission is to go to the Seven Eleven. <laughs> Get yeah, some yeah. milk. It I'm makes on a it mission. more exciting for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll totally, like... You go to 7-Eleven, you're just killing all these people. And... I do dumb things when I'm out. Though. Like, <laughs> I... One time, I was just at the grocery store, like, for no reason. There was corn was on two for one. And yeah. I just, for some reason, it struck me as funny as if I pretended to be really excited about it being two for one. And like, then, in front of other people? Yeah, like, there was a lady standing beside me, so I just put, like, a... I was like... I was like, oh, this corn's two for one. Do you, does that mean I get... I just buy one of these corns, I pay for one, and I get two. <laughs> Is that right? That's it. Oh, I, I wasn't even thinking about getting corn, but I'm going to get some. That's a good deal, isn't it? Did you do that <laughs> yeah. by yourself yeah. to the lady? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I just wanted to see if she would buy corn, too. <laughs> Did she? <gasps> yeah, she he was, shook his head. Yes, she everybody. was like, she was like, yeah, I suppose it's a good deal. I don't think she had a British accent, but I'm, I don't even know why <laughs> I was doing a British accent. But sometimes I just have you ever seen my friend James Hartnett do comedy? Pops in your head that you just 
Yeah. Like you just like, what if I was like a British person that was so excited about this corn and then I'll just start doing it. Have you seen my friend James Hardnett do comedy? I uh, I don't think I ever have. You have to. I really should because I've he, seen him a bunch of times at he, various things. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You you guys would love you, uh, yeah love each other's stuff. It's pretty similar. It's good. Yeah. We're, yeah. Um. I love that. I love that that you just. I think of that all the time. Like just doing gags for my own benefit. Like in public places, but I, I, I don't have the guts to do that it because it's like that's what I started doing. Like I like that's what I like try you to, got into I try comedy to remember, by yourself like, in real life. I wasn't really trying to make. I mean, I was trying to make people laugh, but like I just, I just wanted to pretend to be another person for a little bit, yeah, and see how far I could carry it. And so I try to remember, like at the bottom line of things, like it's like, like that's. That's all it really is. Like you're just pretending to be. I mean, not stand up. That's crafting a joke, and there's whole. But just acting. In yeah. General. Like it's when you're acting, it's just like you. You're just like. What if I? What if I was pretending to be this person? And yeah. Seeing if you could pull it off. Oh, I really like that. That would be my acting school. I'll open up an acting school called Let's Pretend. Yeah. You should. So when you're like thinking about like a new project in comedy, is that sort of your reset button? Um, a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, it's really hot. Like, it's it's hard to get things necessarily going in that because like people love it, but then it's hard to explain to them. Like sometimes, like even with Wild West, like when I go, I just want to do a show. Like it's about six Albertans, and I play them all. Like I'm just pretending to be these different Albertans. And yeah. Then, like. The executives are like, but what's the angle? Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, no, it's And just, you're like, entertainment is the yeah, angle. It's just, it's funny. It's because it's like, well, and I, you don't want to be a jerk about it, but you're like, no, but I'm good. I, like, I'm kind of good at it. Like, it's weird because like, I, I'll, I'll seem like a totally different person. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And I can't, I'm like, I can't explain. I just kind of have to do it. To, like, yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, I know somebody like that or whatever. So we're working on a show. Yeah. Have you ever thought about going to the UK? Because that's their sensibilities. Like, yeah you know all over yeah I, I yeah i have thought about it but it just hasn't i went to edinburgh i'll probably go back to edinburgh with this other show that i'm in but i mean yeah. it's it's hard it's hard to make that kind of a big it's you know, huge a big move and then like i would have probably had to go to acting school there and 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 but you also are making things here you well, that's also like, it. A, yeah, it's not like I've had, yeah. like, I haven't been like, ah, oh, darn, it's, I'm SOL here in Canada. Like, yeah, no, no. I, I'm, I, it's been very good. Yeah, I don't me, know why so. I said, you are you going to go? I just meant, I was just like, yeah, into how Well, what I would, that would is. be part of my utopia would yeah. be, um, you know, there wouldn't be, there would be more channels. Like, yeah. <laughs> there would definitely BBC be more three. Cha- yeah, that's the BBC thing. BBC three. I, 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 no, but I. Every time I talk to any higher up CBC person, I'm just like, "Come on, you guys! Like CBC too. It's like such a no brainer. Yeah, like, just like lower budget shows. Like there's Artist so control. many good. Like there we have we have good artists in in Canada. Like we we do. And yeah, but there's not really like there's so little places for them to create that. Then we have to micromanage it so much. Like yeah, no, people aren't. Every once in a while, with, a thing gets through, like Trailer Park Boys or Kids in the Hall or somebody. Somebody gets should through. Should have been called Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> like, <laughs> or even like Early Twenty Two or Coco. Like somebody gets yeah. through with their authentic, with their the voice that they actually meant to put out there. Uh, yeah. And usually, when that happens, 
people like it. Yeah. SCTV, whatever. True. You know what I mean? But we we don't make enough stuff or we're so we're too risk averse to kind of let that. And I think it's the success. A lot of failures breed success. It's like, you know, it's like any week at comedy bar you go and you'll see lots of not great stuff, but then you'll see some really amazing stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you need the whole week's worth of stuff in order to be like, if they were really like, if they booked that place, like, "Mm, I don't, you're not good enough for like, then it would very quickly, yeah, you'd lose some of the genius that you have. And I think, I don't know, in my utopia, they would fund like, yes, there's this channel and you'll get this, you'll be able to see your, your high slick glossed, very noted in any town you're in, musical town, yeah. sex town, accent but then you town. can also, there's also whatever it is, two and three where people yeah. that are just starting out be like, Hey, we have this idea. And you're like, okay, well here's just barely enough money to make this yeah. thing, which in the beginning, that was what was great about comedy network. Cause it was sort of like more of a free for all. Cause they didn't really know what they're do- And it wasn't owned by like giant conglomerates or something like that. I so remember. there was a little bit more, you know, you could you could kind of get in there. Like when it first started, it felt like a like a step up from public access. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, which is what web series are basically now. Pretty for, much, you know, like it, there's good, there's great ones, but but they're still low budget, and everyone's just doing it for the love, you know. Yeah, which but, I wish we could just like manage to just bump it up enough so that like it was like everyone was doing it for the love and their rent. Yeah. Like and they're and they're not that expensive rent. Yeah, uh, you know they don't need to be doing it for the love and a Lamborghini. Love, love and rent. A, yeah, decent uh, chicken and fish to eat at night. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like you know, and, yeah. and that's we're fine. not as picky as you think, guys. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So let's wrap it up with. Uh, is there any more um, towns that we're missing? To make it like a fully, because we got the musical, we got Sex Party Three Thousand, Sex Party Town, um, <laughs> Sex Party Musical Town. Town. There's Accent Town. Accent, Accent Town might also. Well, I could mix in food. We might mix Food Town in with Accent Town. Oh, the, in the same place. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I guess I'm just basically building a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a few swimming pools, building a giant cruise ship, a movie theater. Yeah, that floats around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually really town. <laughs> That's actually good. I like that because you're they. Uh, yeah, people listening can't see right now, but you're wearing a very awesome summery button-up T-shirt with the uh, or short sleeve shirt with the bumblebees all over it. It's very like you and your shades. You could be, on a, be like I'm on a cruise ship right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. You know what? Excuse me. I'm just gonna go up to deck seven to sing a song about how hungry I am. I'd be so funny if it's like a giant cruise ship called the ss gavin but there's no land on the planet it's just an ocean that you're always floating just on always going with around. all these different levels oh i like that i don't think anyone's had something like that yet on this all right. that's really good sweet okay yeah because we uh food is good kathleen and i were eating uh on berkeley there's a new taco place oh really anyways we were eating there the other day like it's like you if you want a fish taco you have to wait 20 minutes because they cook the fish for you and you take the meat off of the fish's bones and put it in your tortilla. That's really you know? delicious. Yeah, and like I I had... Uh, it's been taking a long time for really good tacos to get to Toronto. Yeah, but now there's quite a few. But Kathleen like was it. straight up like, 
Toronto has the best food. And I was like, it does. It really does. Yeah. We're getting like, I feel like, I wonder, because LA right now, everything is like weirdly sausages and craft beer. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like there's all these like hip places where you just get like knockwurst and brat. It's all like Oktoberfest with like, <laughs> craft beer and then like artisanal sausages. They're like, they're like, well, this is buffalo and peacock. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, okay, yeah. you know, like they have weird, and that's all it is. And then everyone sits like at a big picnic table, like the long picnic right. tables. Like it's really communal, and like, so I wonder if that's going to be coming here next because we have had a lot of like. I didn't be- go to a place like beer that when and I was out there. Places, yeah. Right now we've like taco trucks were the big thing in LA when I was they there. They obviously before. make good tacos, but after a while even like, yeah. you know, last time I was there I was only there for about three weeks, but I, by the end I was like, yes, I've had good tacos, okay? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, but you couldn't, but here... You can't we, find good Indian food out there. Yeah, but you know? it was the one thing we were missing in Toronto for a long time, because there wasn't, there just wasn't that same quality of Mexican food. There's tacos El Asador. Yeah, Cl- now... In the last I don't know how... five to seven years. Okay. I'm talking like, <laughs> you know. I'm You're talking... talking like there wasn't good tacos in 2003. Basically, yeah. What <laughs> yeah, happened yeah. was in 2003, I, I ag- came back from L.A. and I had gotten addicted to really good tacos and I could not find them. And yeah. it was a bone of contention for me for, quite, for some years. Yeah, Taco Bell tacos feel like a babysitter is giving you the middle finger <laughs> yeah. like what the hell she's like just eat it yeah no it's, it's <laughs> different but then yeah i made ceviche the other day like from scratch yeah oh interesting <laughs> which is how was it like put some fish in lime juice wait yeah the end it was so easy yeah but what it else? was really diced onion tomato yeah. is there tomato yeah a little bit of tomato yeah. some really thinly sliced red onion and uh i put some jalapeno peppers in this one and a little bit of ginger are you a spice guy yeah i'm a spice to the max yeah so i put jalapenos <laughs> in it and uh and it was good i just used soul nice where'd you get the soul where do you guys live like a fish market or or my, like what area you don't have to say like bloor west hey I'm going to announce this on this podcast. We're an hour in. Is that cool? Okay. It's been fun, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Kathleen and I just got a condo in High Park, Quebec <gasps> Avenue. Sweet. Yeah. And we love the park. We love Bloor West. We love the junction. Um, this is a very Toronto-centric section of the is, podcast, yeah. everybody. Well, welcome to the neighborhood. That's very... Yeah. That's really cool. Where are you guys? Uh, like... Uh, Around. Um, just, uh, <laughs> just about... Or do you not want to say to strangers <laughs> where I live? <laughs> yeah, no, don't say, um, don't say where you live, but you're in Blue West Village. Okay, I get it. No, we're like on the other side. Of, we're, I'm on the, um, I'm right by Keel. Oh. Like right at the corner of the park. Do I hear something crazy? Yeah. I looked it up and there's a Zen Buddhist temple near there. Yeah, there is. I might go and try it out. It's nice. Have you gone in there? No, but I've driven past it. I would like a real professional to teach me how to meditate. But then I also don't want him to, like, try to make me, like, a weird religious guy. <laughs> I don't think they can. I think you just... I think that's all up to you. Right. You know? Yeah, I'd probably get to the point where I'm like, please keep helping me with my life. And you'd be like, uh, that's not what I do, sir. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never... I've never... I've got to... I'm not, I've never had good luck with meditation. Me neither. Because I can't sit still... Me neither. Long enough and Too I'd, anxious. Acting school used to drive me. Like when they'd be like, now lay on a beach. And like, and I was just, uh, I just was so, I thought I'll never be able to be an actor because I just, 
I either just like make started making fun of the voice of the person that's like you know like <laughs> lie you're lying on the sand and it just like makes me yeah yeah the way my the way my brain works is even if I tr- like shut off all stimulation try to like just go into my mind and feel n- like think of nothing I still hear race cars or something yeah <laughs> like, I'm like like I'll be like at my tenth breath in like. But then, in the deep recess of my mind, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, let's go. And I have yeah. to like get up and do yeah. stuff. Ninety <laughs> percent of any time I'm trying to fall asleep or something is just doing that thing of just being like, okay, let that go and let that go and just let that thought go and just let that thought. Okay, stop picturing letting things go. Now you're picturing holding onto a rope. Wait, now, okay, now what's going? And then I just go and then I'm just like, ah. Just get up and punch yeah. the teacher. Boom! Yeah. I'm out of here. No, it's not good. Okay, but, you know, well, that's good. Enjoy that. Yeah, you, we're you'll close enjoy by. the condo. We'll see you guys in the park. Yeah, yeah, it's an old school one, so it's nice and spacious. Can't believe I said that on this freaking podcast, but it's nice. You can delete it, can't you? Nope. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, they know so much about my couch and my movie collection and my cats. It's what, true. What else? Who cares? All right. Are you happy with your? Are you seriously happy that your world became a cruise? I actually am. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that because also then it means that I'll have a little. Uh, I can also have snorkel world. Yeah, and I really like snorkeling. So, so have you been on a cruise? Yeah, I haven't. Do they stop and actually have snorkeling and scuba events? Or no, not off the oh. giant ships, but on my in my world crew, uh, my cruise ship world, they would. Yeah, I just. But you was, just you I was off, actually literally trying to get off the boat and then. Yeah, but I think you could. They have small ones because that's the thing. If they that. port or if they dock at a place and then you go into port, you are for real on real cruises. I'm like trying to figure out the real functional <laughs> way we can do this. You can go on a snorkeling expedition in that port. Yeah. Nice. We yeah, did you, it. You can totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm happy with this. We uh, mostly talked about other stuff, but your utopia was simple uh, to a degree, but still very personal to you. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> did I fail at it? No. no. I always okay. feel like I fail at it because the first half I'm like more interested in like learning about all the stuff you did, which was very nice. So I always feel like I suck at this, but people say they like it. So whatever. Well, and everyone's learned that my basically my utopia is I just want to be permanently on vacation. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but who doesn't? I mean, so. you know, um, <laughs> look for me in the next movie of Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> You're the young guy bothering all the older people. Like, can I come? <laughs> uh, seriously, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, anything else you want to say? Final thoughts? That's about it. Okay, and. Uh, Listen to your radio show. Yeah, because if you're news. kicking around Saturday mornings, listen to CBC. Yeah, it's going to be great. And you have great guests on. Rebecca Kohler's a regular. Yeah, she is. Who's been on this show? She's super funny. Show? Can you call this a show? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Um, then I guess we'll just go. It's fully a show. This? Yeah. Thanks. Now I'm looking at the DVD collection again. Like, did you guys enjoy it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> did Funny Farm enjoy it? Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nacho Libre popped out of its shelf a little bit. That's how much it enjoyed it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? No, now instead of wrapping it up tightly like I did, 
I'm going to sabotage it like I always do. I took a date. This is before I was with my wife, Kathleen, to see Nacho Libre. And there's a part in the movie where he farts and falls off the cliff at the same time. <laughs> it's funny, but the date laughed too hard. Oh, and then you were like, yeah, that's not going to... Yeah. This isn't going to fly. You're scream laughing about a fart joke. I'm out of here. Yeah. And then it shortly... The relationship died out after that. Well, you know, sometimes that's the way to tell. <laughs> fart jokes. Laugh at them, but come on. That's generally... <laughs> Take it's, it's it generally easy. what I do. Generally how... It's a good, good, good... It's like the... You know, that should be a test. It's the lock... We'll call it the lock test. Yeah. What you do is you... If you just... You're on a date at a certain point... Let fart hugely and fall. Yeah. If they laugh too hard, game over. Yeah. If if they, if they laugh, don't laugh at all, game over. If they laugh just enough. If they laugh too hard and leave with a taller, more handsome man, game, <laughs> game over. over. <laughs> and you're still pretending to fart on the ground <laughs> with a, a tall, handsome man who wasn't pretending to fart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, they're, they're not the girl for you. There, that's a good ending to that. That was fun. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. There we go. Episode 47 with Gavin Crawford all wrapped up and ready to roll. And we're going to shoot it out there into the airwaves, into the past, present, and future. And that was Gavin Crawford. Gavin, thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with me on the couch with some tea and some cats on your lap. Uh, Very fun chat. And guys, if you want to follow more about... Gavin, follow him at TV Gavin, T V G A V I N on Twitter, and then uh, you'll find out more updates about all the stuff that's coming up with him. And uh, yeah, follow us at Utopia to Me, and then you know we're we're a new ish podcast, about a year old now. Holy crap, it's been a year! And uh, yeah, retweet it and all that stuff. And then keep following it. Tell people to follow it. Tell people to listen. Let's keep building more and more fans and followers. You guys are... A lot of people out there are so nice in promoting and talking about the podcast. I love that and appreciate it. Thank you very much. Let's keep it going. It's been a year. I can't believe it. A year of sitting on this couch in... I'm, you know, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be honest right now. I'm wearing sweatpants shorts, sweatpants that I turned into shorts, and I'm not wearing underwear underneath. This is how we work these days. This is 2015. This is how uh, independent uh, our business is. You don't even have to wear underwear with your sweatshorts. Don't tell anybody else. Okay. And then also follow me at Chris Lock Fun to find out more about uh, stand up and other kinds of gigs coming up because that's what I do. I stay busy being a goof, and uh, I appreciate um, everybody's ears and eyes checking it out. And tongues, if you want. Taste this. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. That was a fun episode. I love that you guys listened. Go out there. Uh, People from the future, man, if there's any way we could sort of have uh get those robots to experience empathy maybe they'd understand what we're going through and stop blasting us with lasers or maybe i should just stop thinking that the future is the uh future from terminator all the time here's the thing enjoy this enjoy your lives go out there and uh smell a tree and uh, pet a cat you know what i mean thanks so much bye